Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly. My name is Trevor. I'm one of the pastors at the Church of Your Station and your host. The Weekly is a 20-minute podcast devoted to books, current events, and issues relevant to the life of our church. One issue that is perpetually relevant to the life of our church are some of the new faces that you see around. One of our joys is that we get to introduce folks into what we call our pastoral residency program to learn about being ministers, to learn about serving the church, and to cut their teeth in a variety of ministry settings. Today, I interviewed Jonathan Franklin about his time with us at TCGS, what he hopes to get out of that, uh, what he hopes to, what he aspires to do eventually, and how God led him to be a part of our church. Give this episode a listen. I uh, hope it's encouraging. hope you enjoy hearing a little bit more about Jonathan, and uh, I would encourage you to get to know him uh, on the heels of this episode. Give it a listen. Welcome, Jonathan Franklin. It is finally your opportunity to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I've been eagerly awaiting this moment since beginning at the Church of Grew Station. You have given me so much grief about the <laughs> fact that John Ross was on this before you, the fact that Aaron was on before you, and you preceded all of them, didn't you? Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, I think John Ross was here before me. Man. Well, it is now your opportunity. The time has come. The time has come. Um, I'm going to surprise you with this question. I want to ask you this. Um, Thanksgiving is low-key the best of the holidays. Um, Do you agree or disagree? You? I would agree. Thanksgiving's great. Best food. Christmas is my favorite holiday, though. Christmas is great. All of the holidays have their merits. Christmas is great. Thanksgiving is low-key, though, my favorite holiday. So what is your, like, ideal Thanksgiving dinner? Ooh, good question. Obviously, turkey, main course. And then I think about everything like my grandparents would make and parents make. So we have like turkey, squash casserole, uh, sweet potato casserole, mm. uh, cranberry sauce, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the jellied one, not the one with whole cranberries in mm. it. Um, it's going to have the ridges from the can. Exactly. Exactly. Um, mashed potatoes and gravy. And then you got to have some sort of like vegetables, like a green bean or something like that. I was going to say, my favorite part about this is everything you're describing is, with the exception of red cranberries, it's all tan. <laughs> yeah, my Thanksgiving dinner. plate is very yellow. <laughs> That's the way to do it, man. You get the, the tanner and the yellower, the better. Cool. Um, well, in all seriousness, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you from originally and... Uh, your spiritual heritage. How did, how did you become a Christian? Did you grow up in a Christian home? What's your background? Yeah, so um, my dad is an army chaplain, so I grew up um, as a pastor's kid, military kid, um, kind of at the same time. Um, we grew up moving across the country, we lived in Oklahoma, Alaska, Georgia, Hawaii, um, but I was saved at a young age. Um, I'm incredibly thankful that my parents um, raised me in the church. I grew up in the church. Um, I was taught Um, like all the Bible stories, things like that. But I really, I'd say I was saved at a young age, but it was very not applied um, Hmm. very well. Um, I kind of think of it in in terms of silos. Like I had the church silo and I had like my school silo and and things like that. Um, But it wasn't until like sophomore year of college um, with the help of 
uh, an incredible uh, campus pastor, um, incredible friends who really uh, discipled me well, uh, showed me what it looked like uh, to worship in all aspects of life. Um, and then just continuing, um, like a continuous push from my parents, um, just not to live in a way that is conformed uh, to the world and not to live in a way that I expect uh, to live, but live in the way that, in the fullness of what God's called me to. Hmm. You may have already mentioned this, but what, what tradition did you grow up in? Methodist. Methodist. Yep. My dad, granddad's a Methodist pastor, my dad's a Methodist pastor, so I'm the black sheep of the Man. family. Going to a Baptist school, becoming, a, becoming baptized as a believer? Yeah. Man. How, what are they, has that been a uh, difficult thing for you guys, for your family? Or no. Been pretty um, no. I, I, when I first felt called toward uh, believer's baptism, I thought it was going to be something that was a little bit of a, a conflict. But both of my parents, my mom and my dad, um, celebrated it. They were incredibly thankful that hmm. um, I was living my faith on my own, um, that it was something that I was internalizing. It wasn't something that... Um, I wasn't living vicariously through them, Hmm. Um, but my faith was becoming my own. I was uh, living it out how I felt called to. Um, So no, it really hasn't been any point of like animosity or contention. That's great. That's really good. Um, Where where did you go to school? I went to Charleston Southern University. Go Bucks. Oh, CSU, man. Yep. Gotta love it. That's great. What did you study at Charleston? I studied religion, Christian studies. They kind of changed halfway through. While I was there, so I got grandfathered into the religion department. Cool. And for the listener who does not know, Charleston Southern is one of the uh, Baptist colleges that the state convention supports. It's North Greenville, Anderson, and CSU, right? Yeah. Charleston Southern is the best Baptist <laughs> institution in South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, that's great. Um, we like to give Aaron grief because Furman, you know, was originally a Baptist university right. and Furman is not anymore. So <laughs> we, he's not a part of the club, the yeah. Baptist university boy club. So. Still beat us in football though. So yeah. Yeah. We won't talk about football. That's a bit of a trigger for us right now. You mm-hmm. as an Oklahoma fan and yeah. me as a South Carolina fan. We yeah. won't go there. Uh, is that where you met Kate? Yes. Um, Charleston Southern? Met at Charleston Southern through friends of ours. Uh, for me, it was love at first sight. For her, it was love about five months later. So That's how I felt about you, too. <laughs> the, like, I immediately knew, I'm going to love this guy. And it's taking me some time to, oh, no. to get to... That's how long has it taken me to get on the podcast? But, that's a good point. About that long. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah, so you guys met at CSU. You were yeah. all in at first, and it took her a little while to come around. Yeah, met through met through a friend of ours, uh... My best friend and her best friends are really good friends, so uh, we went on like a friend outing, and I knew at that point, um, I was like, I'm going to marry this girl, and she was like, you're a weirdo, mm. and had to claw my way out of the friend zone. <laughs> it's fantastic. Steve Urkel style, man. Yeah, oh yeah. You wore great. her down. Yep. Yep. I was there. That's awesome. How, <laughs> so how long have you guys been married? We've been married for two years. Two years. That's great. And what does she do? She is a kindergarten teacher at Mitchell Road Elementary. Man, she is a saint. Yes. It takes a special person to do that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. She, I, more power to her. I don't know how she does it, but 25 some odd, what are, what are kindergartens? Four years old? Five. Five, five years, years old. old. Yep. 25 something five year olds all day long. 
Yeah, that's can't um, imagine. She's very ready for her Christmas break, I'm sure. Oh yeah. She's on fall break right now, so she's living it up. Yeah, as we're recording it, it's just prior to Halloween. Um, so she's yeah, I'm sure drinking it in. Um I'm gonna ask you three questions now. Okay. So um how did you get connected to TCGS? Um how are you currently serving at TCGS and what ways are you uh you know doing ministry and supporting ministry here? And then third, um, what do you hope is the outcome of your time at CCGS? Mm, great questions. Um, so I got connected to the Church of Earth Station through the Harrisons, uh, Bryce and Elizabeth. Um, we grew up in the same church. Our dad served as chaplains together. Uh, so when I would go to Southeastern, where Bryce uh, graduated from, I'm currently pursuing in a master of divinity so when we i'd go up for hybrid weekends i'd stay with bryce and he'd tell me about uh the church he served with uh when he was in greer um and the church that they were hoping to go back to and so they eventually left uh raleigh and came back to greer um so that's where i first heard about the church at greer station and then um, bryce is telling me about his heart for halifax and and church planting um and told me that and telling me about the some of the partnerships that tcgs was um, hoping to foster up there um, and his heart to, to plant. Um, and so we've really felt drawn in that direction. We're still praying through whether uh, we're called up there, but we felt uh, kind of the Lord pushing us in that direction. So in praying through that, Bryce had encouraged us to move up, uh, to be a part of this community of, of believers and be a part of the church. Um, and so we felt the Lord called us uh to move, pick up from Charleston, move to Greenville, uh, to serve, uh, to see where the Lord was calling us next. Um, so right now where I'm a pastoral resident uh, here, I help with organizing audio, visual, uh, some of the incredible uh, volunteers we have who uh, day in, day out serve, um, help organize that, um, see where we need to go uh, as far as developing uh, sound and audio also maintain the website all the fun technical stuff um, and then what do I hope to get out of this just to is just to see what it is to church plant hmm. um, TCGS has been around for five years um, so we're, you know, we're doing something right um, hope to see what what that is what what have y'all what have y'all learned in the last five years in church planting um, what are some of the successes? What are some of the uh, things you would improve upon? Um, and just see what it looks like to be a faithful church plant um, in a community. Mm -hmm. Learn what that looks like. That's good. We've jokingly said that Jonathan is our MVP of 2019 in terms of <laughs> just the the all, the amount of work that he's done and the help that he's provided with the technical side of things. I mean, if, if you don't know, if you're not like really well acquainted with um, like running sound and setting up a sound system and kind of that side of Sunday morning. Um, it's really easy to think that that stuff's simple and it's straightforward and easy. And uh, for the most part, um, you don't notice it, um, at least when it's done well. You don't notice it. That's kind of the goal. But it's actually an incredibly, um, like obviously a really significant piece of our Sunday mornings, but it's just kind of a booger to pull off. Yeah. And so uh, your willingness to help, to come in and pretty much immediately step in and help, both in running sound and kind of organizing our sound team has been fantastic. Well, thank you. Um, I really love appreciate it. your work. 
Um, it's one of those things that if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. Absolutely. But especially in a, a setup teardown situation. Oh yeah, there's always something something new, something fun to mess around with and tweak and some weird noise that wasn't there last week. Mm-hmm. It's the devil, man. Got to get the devil out of that sound system. <laughs> Got to exercise. Oh it, yeah, man. exercise it. Holy water. <laughs> Probably not water on the sound equipment. Yeah, uh, but really, man, appreciate the work that you do. And well, thank uh, you. running the website, that's that's also a booger. I know firsthand and have been very grateful that, that Jonathan's been willing to step in and make sure things like the sermon audio gets posted and uh, kind of oversees the, those processes there. Um, in terms of like hoping to um, kind of familiarize yourself with church planting and learn from you know what we've learned from what about personally would there be any sorts of uh, outcomes or things that you hope to learn personally as it relates to you um i mean you're ordained now that's something mm. i neglected to mention you are reverend jonathan franklin um you were recently ordained what at the time of recording three weeks ago four weeks ago yeah um that your church in charleston they recognized you as a as a man who had been called by god for vocational ministry um what about that side of things? Would there be anything there that you would hope to learn um, in your time at TCGS? Yeah, I think something we've kind of talked about the the last couple of weeks in, in both the sermon series of to the churches and also um, in just clarifying what it looks like for us as, a, as to be as a staff, just the, the kingdom metrics hmm. and and finding those as a as a focus, um, seeing what it looks like to be. Uh, a faithful pastor um, and a faithful servant. Um, I mean, I hope to I hope to grow personally in in both like the spiritual disciplines of of just faithfully pursuing those day in and day out. Not for not because it's something we have to do, but just like we talked about in the equip class, like rightly motivated uh, spiritual disciplines. Um, so I think like personally, like faithfulness has been a big word that's been coming up mm. a lot recently. What does it look like to be um, a faithful servant, a faithful pastor, a faithful husband? Um, and so I hope to as continue this residency program, what does it look like to be faithful uh, to the local church, um, both in service and um, as a leader, as a pastor? That's really good. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but just the older I get, the more um, lasting in the faith. Mm. Seems like a miracle, it, and it is. You know, like that. It's it is. It takes a miraculous work of God, His Spirit working in in us to ensure that we last, that we remain faithful until the end. Um, and just as I get older, you know, I, I you just see it all around. You know, people tapping out and people giving up and whether that's ministers giving up or Christians giving up. Um, so faithfulness is, is such a huge, hugely important um, virtue to aspire to and just encourage to hear that that's what you are, you know, that's kind of where the Lord's been pressing in. You know, I also think about um, our ministry cohort on Thursday mm-hmm. mornings. Um, if you're listening and don't know this, every Thursday um, I get together with Aaron and the residents and our ministry interns, and we discuss reading together. So we we spend some time working through the pastorals, First and Second Timothy and Titus. Um, we're currently working on uh, what's it called? When people 
What's when, it called? When people are big, God is small. Yeah. Yes. The people big. Yeah. That was the, <laughs> the joke we made. We were abbreviated the people big. People big. Um, when people are big and God is small. He talks about the just the tendency to um, work and labor for the eyes of the world huh. and for acclaim and appreciation and notoriety to be motivated by the fear of man. But the Christian is to labor for an audience of one, to labor for God. Um, and so being faithful to God before you know, anyone or anything else, I think, is a, is a huge um, lesson for us to learn. Oh, yeah. With how convicting the first two chapters of those books were, uh, just in my own personal life, I can't wait to read the rest and see what the Lord has for us as a group, um, but also me just personally. Um, in that through that book and through the just the teachings and um, just continuing on and what it looks like to uh, to be a faithful pastor to be a faithful servant. That's good. Now, what would you think? Is, what would you say is one thing that TCGS absolutely needs to know about Jonathan Franklin? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, I think one thing is. I love more than anything quoting uh, TV shows, movies um, that fuels my humor. Um, so I love movie quotes, but I've also uh, lived in both Alaska and Hawaii. Um, graduated high school from Alaska, uh, did ministry in Hawaii, so I've been all over the place. Love to tell stories. I love to talk. <laughs> So maybe you should host this podcast. Maybe this can be the Jonathan Franklin show. No, it's all you. Uh, we'll see. Um, so if you're listening and you are talking with Jonathan and he says he, he says some kind of strange phrase that you're not sure where it comes from, it's probably some obscure. Veggie tales or SpongeBob is most likely the best. Is hilarious. <laughs> we were never into Veggie Tales as kids. I don't. Maybe it was after my time. Veggie Tales. Oh, we were just talking about that a little bit earlier. I watched like three on YouTube last night. Did you learn anything? Uh, God made you special, and he loves you very much. Amen. That he did, and that he does. <laughs> um, how old are you? I am 26 years old. 26. Yeah, I'm a little older. Yeah, I guess Veggie Tales came after my time. It was right. My childhood. Yeah. The, uh, the, what I remember is McGee and Me. Did you ever watch McGee I've and Me? I've never heard of McGee and Me. Dude, McGee is where it's at. It's about a boy and his animated cartoon friend who comes to life, and they learn Bible lessons together through all sorts of different circumstances. Hmm. It's great. I'll have to YouTube it. Yeah, and then you can quote it to us. Absolutely. Make references to it. That's great. Uh, man, Jonathan, really appreciate your time. Really appreciate well, the, for having me. the work that you've put in or putting in. And, you know, May God bless your efforts and being with us. May you be an encouragement to us, and may we be enriched from your time with us. Absolutely. Uh for listening, uh, make sure you get, make it a point to get to know Jonathan and Katie. Jonathan and Kate, sorry. Um, uh, invite them over to your house. Take them to lunch. Take them to go get coffee. By the way, um, I made reference to the fact a couple of weeks ago in my sermon that uh, no one would drink, what do we say, like lukewarm, tepid coffee. Yeah, so, you know, in Laodicea, Jesus says, with that you either be hot or cold, but you're lukewarm. And I was saying that you know, you like hot coffee, you like cold coffee, nobody likes lukewarm coffee. Come to find out, 
Kate Franklin likes lukewarm coffee. Oh, yeah. My wife will make a cup of coffee and set it there for about an hour until it's the perfect temperature for her. So if you want to bless the Franklins, you can you can get Kate a cup of lukewarm coffee. She would love it. Excellent. Dude, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Listener, thanks for listening. Uh, listen to us next week. Thanks. Thanks.